I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Good people, good people, good people. So excited to have you back in the First Gen Lounge with us. Today, I have a past guest of the show, someone who I absolutely enjoyed talking to during our first conversation. And in my quest to bring folks back, definitely want to talk to her again. I have today Quinn Taylor, Um, tailoring gratitude, if you didn't know, but she is, you know, a woman of of great faith. She's someone who is just spirited, but who's kind and compassionate. And I have been having such a pleasure to watch her grow and build her community and her business since our first conversation. Um, If you don't remember, and if you're new, actually, um, Quinn is someone who's, you know, living with a chronic illness and has a powerful, powerful story that we're going to drop the episode. I'm in the show notes for you to go back and actually visit that particular episode to hear the story first time around. But I am going to hush it up a little bit, but just again, excited. Quinn, hello. How are you? Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. This is such a a humble experience. Dr. Eve knows I think she's dope. So for her to reach back out and have me again, um, I am truly grateful and humble. Go on and gas me up then, Queen. Go on and gas me up. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell the story, but I'm going to gas her up right now. When we first started working together, she actually told me she wanted to do something about entrepreneurship. And I told her, sis, go be great. Do you. And to now see where she's pivoting to is so inspirational. So, you know, like... You really can get in this space and do multiple crazy dope things. So yeah, I just gave you the sufficient gas of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she sure did and did and listen and you sure did. So you absolutely did. And I remember um, shortly after we connected, maybe having hit you up on Instagram talking about some ideas because I think that's when we also had talked about um, the Black Christians Entrepreneur Group. And, um, you know, just kind of some of the work that they were doing. He was like, I have a, at least you have a cousin and everything. I remember that. Um, that is cool. And just thank you again for getting the opportunity to circle back around and again, to see how you have grown in your own entrepreneurial journey, um, which is exciting. But for the validation for me to keep having the conversations, because I don't see them happening um, with first generation college graduates in entrepreneurship. And a few years ago, I noticed the trend with a number of my guests and wanted to really dig into that because there was something there. So just to have, you know, your blessing with this um, and to have had your encouragement from the jump really means a lot to me. So tell us, you know, what's up with you now? I mean, because we're not going to jump into the whole who you are. We know who you are. You know, and for those who don't know, we're going to make sure you find out because we're going to relink you to that show she was on before. But just, just catch us up. Like, what's what's changed? What's new? What's happened? Like, how are you? 
I am evolving. So I still have Taylor and Gratitude where I help people, you know, with chronic um, kidney disease, manage, you know, healthcare system, manage their health, kind of teach them how to accept and go on this journey, right? And so that's because, you know, I went on my own journey with that. But I'm also branching off into different places. Um, I do independent consulting with an amazing organization, the Hill Collaborative, where we work with and partner with community organizations to make communities of color healthier. I do a lot of work recently. I was invited to Atlanta by the CDC, um, the Center of Disease Control, to add my voice to how we can make dialysis safer for patients in America. Blew my mind. I was actually at the CDC and that, that felt like something monumental um, because you work hard and you don't always know where it's going to lead you. Then you have this purpose and you feel these things. And then when it manifests in things that you never even thought about, you know, it's just full circle for you. I work with ASN, the American Society of Nephrology. I was just appointed to the board for excellence in patients' care, which, you know, we're the governing board of the ASN and advisory board, should I say. And, you know, just doing all these wonderful things to really encourage, you know, healthcare is not just limited to healthcare teams or, you know, systems and things like that. It takes many things to get things done, policy and all of that. And just having been able to be a part of all those different sections and have my voice heard and actually implemented in things. I can't complain, sis. I'm doing good. I mean, just drop the mic. Interview's done. (laughs) (laughs) No, you just didn't drop CDC on us. Really? Yes. Yes. Wow. I actually have a picture of sitting in the audience and seeing a vignette, like a training vignette for fellows in nephrology or kidney disease telling them all of these things that I went through. So imagine you sitting in the CDC in this auditorium and you are on the, the screen talking. It was crazy, but that's how you know you're working and doing what you're supposed to do. You know, you better preach. And that just make goodness from, again, when we first talked well over a year ago to now, CDC and being appointed to boards and, <laughs> you know, just... Just, just take it. Just, just take all this right now because that is beautiful, and I am so, so, so incredibly proud of you. Um, one for tapping into your voice, um, and then two for using it in a way that's meaningful, especially for for people of color and for women, and in a system that some people look at and think is just so complicated. But for you to create a safe space. I mean, your content is amazing. I'm always watching your content. And to think like you have really, really, really grown, but you're doing your thing into what you just said. The proof is in the pudding, but the evidence is when people start tapping you on your shoulder. So I love that as a mile marker for those who didn't catch that, that you know you're doing the work when people start coming to you. Hmm. That is beautiful. And look, you are so, so very welcome. But want to tap into, of course, the entrepreneurial side of things and what you're doing. How's that going? Like, what are some of the the challenges you face, but what's also working? Just talk to us about entrepreneurship and your experience, you know, thus far. Absolutely. I think 
the cooties, as I like to call it, it kind of shook a lot of people up about job security and, you know, financial security. And a lot of people have stuck their foot into the pool of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I like to tell people it's not as simple as getting on Instagram or TikTok and making these wonderful videos that people engage with. Behind that is an actual business. There's an LLC. <laughs> There's a team that help make makes that happen. There are meetings. There is work that has to go into that. There's money that has to go into that. Let me say that again. It is money. I'm about to say that part again. I'm about to say, say that part one more time. <laughs> money that has to go into all of that. And it's a lot of time that has to go into it. I did work, I worked corporate probably my whole life up until I did dialysis. And even after dialysis, I still did corporate. And you know, I work more now as an entrepreneur than I ever did in corporate. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand that. You really, you know, one of the things I know that I'm trying to grow in is delegating work. It's important for your mental health. It's important for your physical health. And I think a lot of times we don't like to delegate work, right? Because we have this vision as entrepreneurs. I see my business. I see this. I see the vision. And you can't always trust another person. You don't feel like you can trust another person to take your business and have them align with the vision you see for it. And I say that because a lot of times people say, well, they won't do it the way I do or they don't understand. But even with that, it's your vision. But sis, if you just need somebody to check your emails, do it. Mm -hmm. If you need somebody to take over your calendar because you can't figure it out right now, do it. It's the little things that make the difference. In entrepreneurship, you feel a lot of, I feel a lot of pressure because this is how I make a living. This is how I take care of myself. I depend on me. People who work under me, they depend on me. I've never had that type of before. So there's this thing, it has to go right. Because it has to. In entrepreneurship, it's a lot of giving of yourself. And when I say that, you have to, it's almost like you always have to be on. Or you have to show up. You have to, and like I always say, you have to show up as a character. And... We don't always like to say that, but the way you show up aligns with your brand. That's how people are going to remember you. That's how people connect and relate to you. So I can't say, well, I can't. Let me change that. I can't say, I don't feel like it today. I need to take a break. But there's a pressure that you have to show up consistently because, you know, they tell us the algorithm. You got to stay in the algorithm or you got to post consistently because then you get lost or you have to do this. You have to follow the trends because that's what everybody wants. How about I just want to come authentically as myself mm -hmm. and whoever is for me will follow me. Give a lot of yourself and time. People always want to pick your brain for free. Mm. Don't start. <laughs> they want to pick your brain for free and you have to put boundaries in place for yourself. You know what I mean? You can get caught up in a whole day of meetings of people picking your brain and they're going to take whatever information you gave them and make money. Mm -hmm. And you won't. And I'm not saying don't help fellow brother or sister, but you have to protect yourself. You have to protect your proprietary information, how you do what you, all of that kind of stuff. 
entrepreneurship is more than a notion and I just like to encourage people to understand that. You see these people, these influencers, and you're like, oh, it's so easy. It's hard work every day. Weekends, what are those? It's just, it's hard work. But for me, it's worth it. Those little successes I, I just shared with you, I worked hard for those successes. Having a little bit of freedom, you know, in my schedule, I worked for that. And it wasn't like that in the beginning. Understand. It's just you have to truly decide if it's going to be for you. It's beautiful, but yeah. Yeah, all of that. And some. the part about the money is probably my favorite part right now. <laughs> because it costs money to run a business. And I think something, I, I mean, I think something I was talking about with a friend recently and actually a, an entire segment that I will be sharing soon is this idea that people think entrepreneurship is cute and it's about making money and it's freedom and you get those things. However, you can't free your way to being a millionaire. Not even when you play the lottery tickets, do is that free, you know? And I think the investment, so I continue to learn, um, the more I invest, the more my business grows, but also not seeing things as spending money or expensive and saying there's value in this and this is what I need. But even more so, you know, and again, I want to do the whole, get a whole show away, but is this aspect, this idea that I want more people to see themselves in the other person's shoes. And so essentially when thinking about reaching out and doing the whole pick your brain thing, because again, it's setting the boundaries. Something that I've had to learn is how would you feel if I were coming to you to, you know, get your products and or services at no cost? And I think it helps to empathize um, in that way because if you don't want people doing that to you, don't do it to other people. And so I won't sit up here and act like in the beginning, I wasn't trying to be on a brain picker because coming from a corporate nonprofit, just a workspace, we're encouraged to reach out to our colleagues and to talk and you know to have coffee and to do these things. But something I talked about in one of the shows about why you can't pick my brain is essentially the idea that when you do stuff like that in professional settings, everything is already paid for. Your conferences are paid for, your desk, your pencils, your pens, the lights, the chair, all of it is taken care of. So colleague to colleague, it's a different thing. But now you're coming to me um, for professional help. That then becomes a service, which is different because now, you know, it's a business transaction that you're after because a business is what you're trying to grow. And more of us have to grow in that mindset that it's about the investment and doing what needs to be done when you transition from employee to entrepreneur. So I love that somebody else other than me has said it. <laughs> and in a way that was like, I get it. I'm trying to Yeah, because we all we're all growing. But again, just don't expect from others what you don't want done in your business. And I think that kills a lot of the but they acting funny or they being new kind of um, conversations, but I ain't got to say nothing else. <laughs> I ain't got to say nothing else. You get it. Mm-hmm. 
But let me ask you too, though, um, since we're here, how then do you handle those situations and do so with, you know, with tact and grace? Because again, people are so excited and I know that folks don't mean harm, you know, at least for most of the part, that's what I believe, but it still happens. So what do you do? What advice would you give to us to navigate situations of the nature? So for me, and I will start by saying I'm not the greatest at this. <laughs> so I'm not trying to come from a place of like, I do it and I know I'm still bad about this as far as people reaching out. So it's it's weird for me because most time people reach out to me to ask me about dialysis. Like they say, oh, I just started dialysis. You know, can we talk? And so I'm like, sure. And typically my calendar is right there for you to pick a date if you want to talk. Um, however, my heart remembers what it's like to be a patient and you just look for help and you just want some information. And so in that way, I mean, I just have to be authentic to me. You know, I won't give you everything, but I will help you. As far as businesses and things like that, I encourage people, please, if I tell you nothing else today, before you sign up to talk to people, always ask yourself, how does this serve me? And when I say that, when you go into a meeting and they want to pick your brain, come with something for yourself, something that you want from them. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't ever just show up empty-handed or just show up ready to give. Show up with something to get back. Do you know? Um, we're always so eager to chase opportunities. All opportunities are not good opportunities. And just, you know, when somebody wants to pick your brain, just to make it more concise, um, say yes. You can, you know, sign up on my calendar. You can sign up and pick a date and we can meet that day. And when you do that, send them your link have a system in place. That's another thing. Make sure you have systems in place for things like this. Send them your calendar, let them pick a date, and then let them check out after the date. They pick the date. Um, if you don't feel like it's something you want to charge for, then make sure you go in there with something to get back for yourself. Don't ever leave a meeting feeling like you've been misused. Don't ever go into these types of settings feeling like you've been mistreated um, or like, dad, I feel like I just got got. <laughs> no. <laughs> plan ahead. Always plan ahead. Always do your research about companies and organizations before you meet with them. You know, just do your due diligence. And yeah, um, I've run into that many times, brain being picked. Um, and sometimes people aren't always forthcoming. You know, I just encourage you to do what serves you and, um, yeah, just don't let people pick you for free. It's interesting to me that you said prior that you weren't good at this, but I'm like, that was a damn good answer to me. <laughs> it was that was really good. Um, the doing what feels good to you because people will tell you all kinds of things. And though the advice, you know, is still very practical, uh, at the end of the day, I think that's what matters most is that it has to resonate with you, whatever you do. So similarly. There may be folks that may reach out and they may have a question or two. And if I can easily answer it, then there's no problem, right? But at the point of continually wanting to ask questions and ask and ask and ask, it's kind of like, okay, I think we would probably work best in this space. Um, but also, I have to respect my clients who are paying me for this service. 
And so it's not fair to the clients who I'm working with to allow someone else to get from me what they're getting and they're paying for it. And so even that framework has helped me to say, hey, you know, I can share this with you, but out of respect for my paying customers and my clients, um, I want to be mindful that if you would like, you know, more assistance with this, then this would be the best way for us to work together. Um, People tend to respect that and I'm grateful for it. Um, But I just really, really, really appreciate the do what feels good and natural to you because there are some people who don't respond, people who have gotten mad on account of you got to pay for this. Here's the other thing too, Quinn. When you know that somebody offers a service and you've looked (laughs) to know, and that's why you want to ask them anyway, um, that's when it can get awkward and get weird because you already know this is a service that I I offer. And then you want to kind of take that and and run with it. Um, But protecting yourself is important. So that's, again, why you can't feel bad about setting that boundary in place because some people get it. This is how you eat. And some people, you know, want to take what they can so they can eat. But it's a nice, fine balance. And to even the point that you said, which I don't think that anybody has ever said, even if you're going to take a pick my brain, um, still show up and be able to find what you can get out of it, too, which is like, dang, that's real good. That's real, real good advice. Um, loving all of it. So even thinking about, you know, how much you give, how much you take, um, you know, things that work, things that don't work. Um, Want to even consider things that do work at this moment. And what do you think has helped you um, on your journey so far in terms of being successful as an entrepreneur? And maybe even tell us how you count success, because I know it looks different for every entrepreneur. No, absolutely. Everybody has a different definition for success. For me, it's not um, necessarily about money. It's not about status. It's every day when I go to sleep, am I pleased with myself? Um, When I work, is it a drag or is it enjoyable? You know, the best job is tiring. The best job will have you saying, you know what? I don't want to deal with this today. But how consistent is that? Do you enjoy working more than you don't? Then you do not working. Um, Success for me is seeing the fruits of all my labor. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I'm not talking about like instant, you know, in this world, we are so focused on instant gratification. And that's another thing. When you're an entrepreneur, do not expect (laughs) to be the top business after a month or so. Mm -hmm. It took me a year before I um, was able to, you know, have income coming in. And that was by the grace of God. Um, No, it's not a uh, you add the seeds and then the water and then your chia pet. It doesn't work that like that. <laughs> yes. Every day I wake up with this fire and passion to go further. Um, that's success for me. So the way I do measure my success is, um, you know, I may have done something a month ago and I thought about it. You know, put a post on Instagram or something like that. And when I come back and check messages, or if I come back, like I see somebody's been like binge watching my content and they send a message and they're like, you really spoke my story or you really encouraged me. That means I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, as you said, I'm a person of faith. And um, 
as a person of faith, I know that what I do is not about me. It's about a bigger plan and plan bigger than me. So if I'm helping God's children on earth and I'm successful because that's what I'm here to do, you know, locking big projects and things like that, that's great because it's going to bring money and um, open more doors. But you still have to make sure that you're aligned with what you're supposed to do. I always tell people, don't let people make you feel like um, what you do is insignificant because they don't understand it. Don't let people allow you to get in your own way because they don't understand it. People will tell you all kinds of things to discourage you because they don't understand it. Please remember, don't nobody have to understand it because it wasn't given to everybody. It was given to you. And so as long as you're doing it and you're enjoying it and it's making a difference in this world, that's success for me. Um, all the other stuff comes with it. But at the, the root of it, when you're doing purposeful work and you're making a purposeful, intentional change in this world, um, that's success. Because God can't help but to reward that. Hmm. Hmm. With that. I want to go back to something you said, because you talked about success and how you measure it and, and what it is to you. Um, but the first year, you didn't make no money. <laughs> and I'm not laughing at you um, at all, because the first five years for some people, 10 years, they don't make money and people don't hear those stories enough. How and or what was it that kept you going in spite of the fact that you weren't making money? Because some people will just counter the wash and say, this ain't no good, or I'm not going to do this, or this is crazy. Let me stop. What was it for you that kept you going in spite of not seeing the financial reward for your labor? Um, I knew it was necessary. I knew it was necessary. I knew it was my purpose. Um, and just to be honest, when I started this business, it was supposed to be something different, completely different. And over that year, it evolved and changed into something I didn't even know it would become. And so as I saw things beginning to grow, as I saw things and opportunities beginning to become available, I'm like, the money will come. Do you know what I mean? Um, if I quit today, what will I have missed that God had for me tomorrow? If I quit today, who's going to make sure that this is done? If I quit today, how many people that needed what I have to give won't get it? Um, and that's not being narcissistic, but that's just knowing that you have a purpose and that you have a light that shines on others. Um, if I don't do it, it won't get done. And so um, I know people say, now that's real cute. I hear you, but I'm broke and I can't keep pouring more money into this business. To that, I'll say, I was doing the business. It was about a year and three months, right? Hadn't made a dime. Was at the very bottom of my savings. And a friend asked me to do a Facebook Live with her talking about chronic kidney disease. And I said, okay. Um, we did the live. I mean, what you know, you just sit there and talk. A couple days later, I got an email from a lady who watched the live. And she just wanted to talk. And so we ended up talking for like two hours. And so it was on a Friday, I'll never forget. And in that conversation, she asked, she told me that she was working with this organization and that they were working with a patient advocacy group 
and they needed kidney patients to be like ambassadors on their advisory boards. I said, sure, I'll do it. And from that, they offered me an independent contractor contract. And it was making great money. The month before I became an independent contractor, I had ran out of money. I didn't even have money to pay for my medicine. Wow. And she came through. That opportunity came through. So when I tell you, God will provide. And if you're doing what you're supposed to, you won't. He will only let you fall so far. And I just kept believing he had more for me. I knew he had something more for me. And the things that have happened since then, and I told her, I said, you don't even understand what this means. This means I can afford to pay for my medicine. If for nothing else, (laughs) this does it for me. Yeah, just know that it's tough, but God will provide. And if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But things will be given to you when you're in purpose or when you're doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-mm. This is why I brought you back. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, Quinn. Not even money to pay for your medicine. No money. No savings. I had put all my savings into my business. And somebody would say, that's wild. But you say, it's faith. And it's an unshakable belief in what you're doing. Yes, because I know that this is my assignment on earth. And just like anybody else, when you know your assignment and when you know what you're supposed to do, you go, you go forth and you know that it will be provided. You will get what you're supposed to. Mm-mm. Quinn, do you realize you literally risk your life for this? I do. It's not the first time. But mm. when you believe in something... I can't, I can never put into words how hard I believe in this and how much I believe in myself. And that's the other part of it. You have to believe you. You have to know that you know that you're doing what you're supposed to do and that you're doing good. Um, You have to believe in yourself. And I'm always going to count on me. I'm always going to bet on myself because if I don't, who will? I can't wait for other people to. And I know that I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And even with putting my life on the line, I still, God still provided. So um, I always tell people, faith without works is dead. You do your best. Let whoever you believe in, for me, that's God, do the rest. But I can't give up on this. I'm, I'm, I claim every day new levels. And I have not been disappointed yet. Mm, 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 mm. You know, I um, I hear you. And I hear you wholeheartedly. And this moment makes me say even to myself, there is no excuse. And I know that, you know, we all have our journeys and we all have the things that we go through. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you believe, I have never heard this before. I'm just going to, I have never heard this. So I'm thinking, my good. A lot of people talk about giving their all. They talk about giving your all, but what does it really and truly mean to give your all? And you just sit here and told me, 
that you are willing to risk your life for this because you have a chronic illness. This ain't something that's just, oh, I can miss my blood pressure medicine for a couple of days. This ain't this kind of situation because we know sometimes people can get away with that. And I am, I am, I'm fascinated. I am moved. I am honored to hear this. Um, and I, I'm in, I'm in awe of you right now. And then not only was your faith, I mean, is your faith and has your faith been unwavering, but for you to also get the bag and to be like, and it, and it is good. Um, and I think that is huge because one, which we talked about, it takes time. But then two, it's the idea that when you got it, you just didn't kind of get it. You got it good. And that's what's significant because what you risked, you got in reward. And they say the bigger the risk, the greater the reward. So I am, I am just too fascinated. And I say fascinated because I'm not through like, my gosh, to complain. Um, but I've been there on my last and I've been there. Like, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out this month. <laughs> I don't know. Because the thing that people don't tell you, entrepreneurship um, can be waves. And depending on the kind of industry that you're in, one season can be better than the other season. So for me, I have certain seasons of the year where getting the bag is getting the bag, honey. And I'm like, ooh, these are a whole lot of bags. And then other seasons, like it's quiet and nothing's happening, but the seasons that are high seasons are good. And, you know, the being B2B or B2C changes what that looks like. Um, I was telling somebody recently with my store that I'm actually more B2B than I am B2C. So my average order value is significantly higher than most. While I may get fewer orders, I still end up averaging about the same because of how much people, you know, place for their orders. Um, and that's significant to know because this is the reminder for anybody who's listening and interested that entrepreneurship and highs, highs and lows, yes, working for a company guarantees you that, you know, every bi-weekly, monthly, you know, compensation. But I know the other thing, and I know you know, is that there's a, a cap to what that looks like. Um, but then the flip side of entrepreneurship is why there is no cap. Sometimes that minimum payment ain't it either. So, you know, so it's kind of like you're responsible for taking care of yourself and that can be stressful. Um, but it's also no greater joy than knowing that what you're doing is to what you said earlier, only something that you can do in the way that you do it. And um, and to do that thing so well that you are rewarded for it in a significant way. So I'm here for it. Look, I would never kill myself behind this. Let me get that straight. <laughs> I got you. No, I got you. I got you. I got you. You're going back and get the bag. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that in those highs and lows, when you hit those lows, I'll, usually it's something so amazing on the other side of that low. You just have to figure out how to manage that low and not let it break you. Mm. Find something in it to keep you moving. If it's your kids, if it's a, anything, find something to hold on to, to keep you motivated, to keep you moving and get to the other side of it. Yeah. That's that belief. It goes back to that belief in what you're doing and who you're serving. Um, I can say for me, 
that's definitely the biggest thing. Um, the people who, and I'm not just trying to echo you in this conversation, but I'm like, hey, we two, we two of a kind. <laughs> we are two of a kind. Um, I know the people, if I don't show up, then I'm letting somebody down. And it's not so much about the letdown is knowing I needed people to show up for me. So who would I be or who would I have been if those people didn't show up? And so it feels that significant, you know, the being who you needed. Um, but I'm loving that. Any other thing, I, I have a, an obsession um, to do a couple of things. One is to retire my husband. Yes. Yes. Acting like I'm Tabitha Brown out here. But now, nah, but I, I when I heard about that, I said, ooh, yes, because, I mean, she was the first person that I'm aware of who did it and made it so public and to be a black woman. Um, and it's like, why is it a thing to aspire to? Because my husband has sacrificed so much for me to be able to be who I am, that it's the least I can do is give him that joy and that pleasure of just being able to live life without worry. Because like yourself, I believe wholeheartedly in what I'm doing and I God always provides. Um, and I guess in all that too, I want to be able to take him to um, a car dealership and buy him a fully loaded truck. It's a, it's a small thing to some, but for me, it's a big thing because I am so spoiled and, you know, want to be able to just pour back into him. And then the other thing that helped take care of my family um, to get my mom the things that she wants and needs, right? Just to be able to do the family vacations and spend time with friends and afford others who I love opportunities to experience life in a way that um, they deserve. And if I can make it happen, then why not? So thinking about all those things for me um, has definitely been helpful when I had those moments and I'm like, ah, this is crazy. And I'm like, nope, nope, got to keep going um, because it's so much bigger than me. So uh, you got me all of my feelings right now. <laughs> um, we are at a point though where, I mean, if we didn't have to wrap it up, we wouldn't because uh, we could just talk and talk and talk because we just like that. Very much. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoy your wisdom and I enjoy your perspective and point of view. And this has definitely filled my heart today to have you back in this space and to just share in this conversation. Um, something I would want to know from you before we go is there is any advice or words of wisdom. I mean, you've already dropped several bars, <laughs> but if there's anything, you know, um, that you just like to share that's specific in this moment for us to carry with us um, and remember you by. So look, we're doing it again. So look, what would you give us now? Because <laughs> you've been asked this question before. Yeah, so based on where you are now. Um, based on where I am now, um, the one thing that I always tell people is do it scared. And when I say that, fear will hold you back from living the best life you can live. Overthinking will hold you back from living the best life you're supposed to live. Do it scared. And once you put yourself out there, you never know what opportunities you will attract. Um, show up like you belong in every space that you are in. Do not let any, you earned your place in them spaces. And that's something I had to learn for myself. Doing advocacy, they always throw me around with the, with doctors, um, you know, doctors who don't necessarily look like me. And so it can feel intimidating, but I walk in there and I'm not going to lie to you. I walk in scared sometimes, but I know that I've earned my place to be there and that my voice has value. 
So know that you are valuable. Your voice has value. You've earned every space that you're in. And just to do things scared and um, watch, you know, watch it blow your mind. Mm. Ah, thank you, Quinn. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the moment for, and I tell people all the time, this is just a conversation, you know, with two friends. And today it, it definitely felt like that. And it did the first time. Um, though I know we were really breaking the ice just to really literally just catch up and to hear all of the good and amazing things that are happening in your life, to see how you've grown, to know that you out here getting it um, as you should be. And just to know that you are a first generation college graduate who's blazing trails and doing things in a way that I've never seen it done before. So thank you. And you're welcome. Um, very much so. But that um, that is it for now. But I just want to, again, just thank you for taking the time um, to come back and to share with us where you are now. And for those of you who are looking to connect, Quinn, would you tell us where you want us to find you on the Internet? Yes. So um, the easiest way to find me is on Instagram at tailoring, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G, gratitude, G-R, well, G-R-A-T-I-T-U-D-E. So let me spell that again because I know it's like, what? T-A-Y-L-O-R-I-N-G, G-R-A-T-I-T-U-D-E. Tailoring with an I-N-G and gratitude afterwards. Um, yeah, find me there. You can find how to contact me to set up. Um, I like to just say a conversation much just like this. Um, you can find some online tools that I have to help you with your um, health care needs. And you can just sit and chat with me. You know, I'm all for, you know, the TG fam. We, we, we be kicking it and we be laughing, but we also we also learn. So, yeah, join me on Instagram. I love that. And thank you again, Quinn. Wishing you well in all that you do. Uh, best of luck. I mean, just all the goodness to you. And we look forward to watching your journey continue to unfold and catching up again with you soon. Thank you and everyone be blessed.